0: In this episode of Know Your Artist, I, along with my friend Manas Doshi, have interviewed an ISRO scientist, Dr. Shatish Rao during the uh, ISRO Space Exhibition and Science Carnival 2020 held at our college, ABPTA, Rajkot. I hope that you guys enjoy this interview and also find out some amazing facts about ISRO and what they expect from the youth and uh, before we start i would like to say two things the first one is i know it's been a long time since i have uploaded an episode and i'm trying to get on a regular schedule and I think a monthly schedule will be the best for now if I get good support I will be doing it weekly but for the until then it's a monthly podcast and the next episode is recorded I just need to edit it altogether it's an hour long episode but I'm trying to get it into two parts maybe so yeah and the second thing I would like to thank each and every member of the staff at ABPTA Rajkot for making this interview possible and giving us a wonderful opportunity to conduct this interview with that said i'm your host aisha mansha and you're listening to the big little things and hope so you enjoyed this episode
1: okay sir, first of all thank you for sparing the time and uh, congratulations for completing 50 years at isro well sir can you just share a brief introduction about yourself my name is Satish Rao, I am
2: working in Space Application Centre which is one of the major centres uh, of ISRO, where the primary instruments of all satellites are developed. I am an Electronics Engineer and my job is to develop electronic instruments for satellite. Various instruments are required in any satellite and I have worked on remote sensing satellites. So any remote sensing satellite you see like Sat, Ocean Sat, including Chandrayaan-1 and Mangalyan. So in all these payloads I have worked. Last uh, 3 years I have shifted from technical to exhibitions and I am handling the exhibition part. So, we go to various places where we conduct exhibition. Our primary targets are students, school students. So, they can be, we can interest them in science and they may take up a science career and we can get few more scientists for our country. So, that is the motto of conducting such an exhibition. How is it to work at ISRO? One of the biggest advantage in ISRO is uh, your knowledge increases once you join. So anybody who has a thirst for knowledge, he will find ISRO as one of the best places to work for. There are reasons for that. One of the main reason is even a junior is allowed to participate in any discussions that is going on. So let's say you have joined one week ago. and one satellite is about to be launched and they are discussing about that satellite. So that junior who is just one week old can not only go into that discussion room, he can question his seniors also. So ISRO is an organization where a very junior level engineer or scientist can question right up to chairman. So if he has not understood or if he feels something is wrong, he can directly ask, I feel you can do it better this way or I am not able to understand. And uh, the whoever is presenting, even if he is the one of the senior most in ISRO cadre, he has to explain everything to that junior person. So what happens is, because in one satellite if you take, it encompasses all engineering and science. You, orbits means you need physics, then for engineering you need mechanical, electronics is there, structural is there, computer so many softwares are there. So all this engineering and science, fuel is chemistry. So, all this gets combined and in each field there will be an expert who is looking after that part of the satellite. And if you sit in the discussion of that satellite, each field expert is presenting. So, your knowledge increases and that is to anybody who loves knowledge, it is wonderful. That feeling that you come to know so many things not only about satellites even about the astrophysics, the universe that is a joy that you have to experience. It is difficult to express it in words but it, it gives a joy which cannot be compared with any other joy. So that is what has been my experience, the increase in my knowledge over the years and that is what I have loved most about working in Israel Can you
1: just briefly describe your past works?
2: As I told, I have worked in remote sensing satellites. So if in exhibitions also we have the models of those satellites. So when we talk about remote sensing, those means those are the satellites which are mapping the earth. So we map the natural resources of the Earth's surface. We can produce black and white maps which can be used for navigation or sometimes you can direct the camera towards the other side, and you can look at the stars, the galaxies. Each of these have various instruments and uh, I have worked on those instruments. So any remote sensing satellite that you can name I have worked until few years. So I was developing full instrument I have to develop which can test the cameras. So I got to work on the cameras of this system. So we will characterize the complete camera. So what light enters and what is the image produced. We want the relation between that so that we can correlate it when the actual image of earth comes. So we know what should be the Output for a particular light input, and that you have to apply to the images so that you can correct the images. The raw image will not look so good. So all these corrections, we should know beforehand what you can call as a mathematical model of the camera, and
0: that is what we were developing. So most sir, since you told you are working on new satellite satellites, and now you are shifted towards more like uh, organizations and stuff. So can you share something about the Navic satellite systems? What
2: happened is. GPS is globally available, it is a US system and what they provide is navigation data where you can find your position, but the accuracy of the position will be within a circle of a diameter 20 meters. So, you will be anywhere in that circle of 20 meter diameter, so that is the accuracy. Lesser accurate product they do not provide that is let us say 5 meter or 1 meter, but this is required for us. We on one hand it will be required for some strategic applications too. But even in civilian application you need this information for let us say landing your aircraft. So suppose there are there is an aeroplane. we have aircraft now travel is increasing. And we want aeroplanes to land in any weather. Previously what used to happen was if its heavy rain, the aircraft will not land. Now what they have done is it will land in autopilot. Now you imagine an aircraft landing in a very bad weather and you have an accuracy of only 20 meters. But landing strip is not wide enough, so if there is an error of 20 meters, the aircraft may not be able to land at all. But what happens is, suppose you request GPS for 1 meter accuracy, the same information can also be used for some other purpose and that is why they deny it. So we were forced into making our own navigation system and that is why we were given the task that we should have our own GPS system. And we developed a regional system instead of going for global, we developed Indian Regional Navigational Satellite System. So that has an accuracy of less than 1 meter which is available with only government of India and they gave it to various government agencies including for search and rescue if somebody is lost in the sea, how can you find his position. So that for that they provide it uh, in railways so that unmanned railway crossing can be detected within few meters so that even if uh, what we have done is there is a receiver at the unmanned railway crossing and the transmitter receiver set is there at the engine. So, the moment the engine approaches the unmanned crossing, the beep will simultaneously sound both at the gate and in the engine. So, the driver knows that there are uh, unmanned crossing is coming and if somebody is at the crossing he will know an engine is coming. So, this, this kind of all applications government has already started using NAVIC. Now NAVIC receiver, the entire receiver has been tested and developed and we have signed a contract with both MI and Samsung and MI has already released that chip in MI9. We have tested it in MI9, so once MI9 is released in India users will able to get to use it. It is already in use in trucks to monitor the cargo, even bus operators are using it so that they can track buses. Previously what used to happen is the bus driver will stop the bus at any location and he will take extra passengers. The money of which was not going to the owner. Now, what happens is, even if the bus stops for a few seconds, that message goes to the owner directly because of this Navik chip. We have already also developed an application where, suppose so you want to receive somebody at some location, like he is coming on a train, you will get real time update about where his train is. So, once you both of you link to each other, so if, if the train gets late at what distance the train is, all that information will be available with the person who is going to receive the guest. So, these kind of applications we have already developed and they are available in uh, smaller forms like uh, you can l- just like in USB pen drive for example. In that small form factor
1: is it available and inside the mobile it will come in next few generations of mobiles. That is I think it will also help in-premise navigation as well. I
2: guess.
1: That is that is key. Sir, Uh, for Mangalyan mission, uh, there was a question that why did you send an orbiter and not a lander uh, when it could have been more helpful?
2: One thing you have to remember is our uh, Mangalyan was launched using PSLV, right? So PSLV has a limited weight carrying capacity. It cannot carry more than 2000 kgs in the lower earth orbit, that is a polar orbit. And we are using the same vehicle to send something to Mars. So limitation of weight was there and uh, because PSLV was not capable of giving very high velocity to catch up with Mars you need somewhere around 25 kilometers per second whereas PSLV can give only 8 to 10 kilometers per second. The extra 15 kilometers was generated using motors which were there on the satellite and for that motor fuel is required. So fuel means this fuel will be in the satellite. So when you put so much of fuel that is at the cost of instrument. So there was 850 kgs of fuel in the Mongolian mission and the instrument weight was only 15 kgs. So we had only 15 kgs to design something. So within 15 kgs you cannot design a lander. So because lander will, the lander's dish itself will weigh more than that. So we had to design very preliminary instrumentation. And so we simply put, you can say that that they are very preliminary instrument, whatever the 5 instruments were there on the Mongolian mission, they are very basic in nature and they can provide very coarse information about the Martian surface, they are not sophisticated. So, when you compare it with NASA's Maven mission for example, Maven had a payload weight of more than 1000 kgs, so it was like a Maruti car being landed on uh, Mars surface, whereas we had just 15 kgs, so that is the difference. And that was primarily because of the weight carrying capacity of the launch
0: vehicle. So once you develop better launch vehicles, we will improve. Since we have gone outside the earth's orbit, so can you explain uh, what more missions are planned, like the next interplanetary missions?
2: One thing what happens is, uh, whenever you talk of scientific missions, we need the ideas to come from the students. Because new ideas and that new enthusiasm will always be there with people who are doing research work and research happens in institutions. It is very rare that you will find uh, industry doing research because industry is after so much of profit that they will not waste in R&D budget. So we are looking forward to more and more institutions coming up with scientific project. So when you talk of interplanetary missions, well whether it will be Mangalayan 2. Whether it will be Aditya, which is our Sun exploration mission or Venus mission, we are expecting institutions which are working in physics like PRL, TIFR, IUCA, or even science colleges. They they should come up to us. Like suppose there is a physics college, and there are there is a group of physicists, young physicists, let's like say doing MSc, and they are interested in doing a research, let's say on Venus. He wants to do his PhD on Venus atmosphere data is not available. So he comes to ISRO and says I want this data for my PhD purpose and these are all the outputs that will come. Then we will start designing instru- We can do instruments, we can do launching. But when it comes to doing science, you will not find uh, ISRO uh, in that field, we, are, we do not have experts in this kind of fields. So we are depending upon students, upon researchers and institutions to come up with what they want from ISRO. So once they give that ideas, we will develop the satellite around that idea. So this will now transform because uh, if you look at the last few years, you will find more and more students getting involved into science. So we have lot of tech fests now that have become common. If you look at 15-20 years back, maybe IITs were doing tech fest, but it was not available at school level or college level. Now it is not just college, you can find schools in their annual day doing tech fest, where they are developing Arduino based projects, now with Atal Tinkering Lab even secondary standard students from 5th standards onwards they get introduced to Arduino's Raspberry Pi and they are able to do robotic cars and all. So what this will transform is that they will get more and more ideas which they want to explore in space also and slowly from what was just uh, preliminary missions like remote sensing and communication, we will have more and more scientific missions coming up. So one thing we are going to explore the Sun, we are going to explore the Venus, we are also planning. mission to Mars again where we are expecting ideas which we already told the industry and academia that we want payloads for the Mangalyaan 2 mission. And we will repeat Chandrayaan lander with uh, improved uh, both the hardware and software. So more and more students once they get involved you will start getting exploratory missions. So that is going to be the way forward where ISRO will be developing satellites the ideas may come from
1: student community that, will, that is what will happen.
2: We have a timeline for Chandrayaan. Yeah. Chandrayaan three, we are not going to send the orbiter, and we are not going to launch the lander. So what is going to happen is we have we are dependent upon some other country which is sending an orbiting mission to moon. In their orbiter will fit the lander. So lander will be ready, but we have to wait for the host country. So. Currently we are thinking of exploring the possibility with Japan because Japan is planning an exploratory mission. So if that is successful then we will put our lander into the orbiter of Japan. It may be launched by Japan themselves, and except the Vikram they will be controlling it right up to orbit of moon and from there separation of Vikram and landing Israel will control. So, definite timeline will not be there because it is depending on some other country, but it is likely to happen within one and a half by year kind of
1: time frame. That's quite wonderful. Next thing is, uh, sir, what were you like in childhood and what led you to become a scientist at ISRO?
2: Yeah, what uh, I tell this to many people, The one of the way where you keep on developing this thirst to do new thing is if you, you read a lot. So I, since the childhood itself I have been reading a lot, it's not just uh, science books but even fiction. So what happens is even if you are reading story books, in every story there is a hero and the hero has certain characteristics, he will be daring, he will be disciplined, he will be working very hard. So slowly you start identifying yourself with that hero and you start developing those qualities and those qualities you can apply anywhere. So once you start getting interested let's say in science. Then you start thinking that you should do something in science. Then you become hardworking, dedicated because you have read so much of books. You are learn, you remember the stories also, so your memory is good. And when you are reading story, you analyze also. So you you are, why this particular incident happened. So that that gives you analytical power also. So just by continuously reading, not just your textbooks, but extracurricular books, if you keep on reading, that will develop your character. And once that character, simple thing like analytical skills, memory, ability to learn new things on your own without the aid of the teachers. So if that is developed, then your interest in doing anything becomes more. And if you get interested into science, that can always take you towards a scientist career. That always happens. So that I always believe that is what separates me from many people. I have read more than 10,000 books over last few decades now starting from Amar Chitrakata, Tinkle, Phantom, we had those Indrajal comics back in those days. Almost all books I seem to have read like that. We had uh, Reader Digest for example and fiction. So many authors I have read all their books like that and then you start reading nonfiction. fiction you start reading very good books on science like written by Isaac Asimov or Richard Feynman and that slowly develops interest so that you can pursue a scientific career.
0: Uh, since we now talked about your childhood, can you like uh, explain about how computer engineering people uh, like us or students like us can uh, help ISRO in any way or what should we do to uh, you know get involved with ISRO?
2: One thing I always feel is uh, when we are launching a satellite, we produce tremendous amount of data and that data we are able to produce because we are developing the satellite, we know how to get the data how to apply the data to real life solutions. That is a job of somebody else now because ISRO cannot get involved into developing apps. For example, take Navik itself. You can come up with so many applications of Navik. So if you, computer science students can get into this field, image processing, data mining and development of apps. That is, it is required in each field. Like for example, we have so many data related to agriculture. That data is, we try to make it reach to the farmer, but it may not be reaching. So, suppose you can develop an app for the farmer, where the farmer will know about the upcoming climatic conditions, how it is, when flooding may occur, what kind of crop he has to sow, so that he will get a better yield. It should not happen that everybody in India goes after one crop. So, suddenly the prices crashes. And that is something you are seeing. Suddenly the price shoots up and within the next few months people say I will put that crop and everybody has put that crop and suddenly the price crashes. So both times when the prices go up and the prices crash, country is losing. So suppose you come up with an app which tells the farmer how much a crop is going to be produced across the country. So based on that he can select what he should sow. Such so many apps are available, now suppose you come up with an app which will guide the driver about which path he should take to avoid traffic. So, if you can get the traffic density and then so data so much of data is available and from using that data if you can come up with app one of the most missing app is tourism. We have all the sites mapped using ISRO satellites. Archaeological sites we have mapped whichever is available in Archaeological Society of India that is mapped by ISRO satellite. But suppose you come up with a map of where all suppose i want to go to Rajkot the moment i come i should able to tell which are the tourist plus it should be mapped with navig data it should be mapped with resource set carto set data and all that data combined should guide the tourist about where he should go when he should go what all he can see so it could very easily an app should be there we have websites now which guide you like TripAdvisor but app is not there app which will immediately tell even if he is navigating He can tell, you since you are moving from Rajkot to Ahmedabad, on the way, this is the place you can see. And then along with that, photo should be there of the place. So these are the photos. This is the attraction. This is the history. All should come. So the user can directly say, okay, I'll just, it's only a 10 minutes I will lose. I can see a place. So tourism maps you can develop. So many data-based applications are available. So computer science students specially need not join ISRO at all to work for ISRO. If they take ISRO data to the community of India, that will be a wonderful job because ISRO is doing very well but the end user has not yet realized the potential of ISRO data. So that is something you can always work on, see so many things you can develop, historical data you can give about let's say flood history, temperature history. We have a map for example, uh, which tells uh, a person if he puts a solar panel on his house, How many days sunlight will come, what will be the amount of sunlight, how much of power he can generate and how much of money he can save. So this is an app. So the moment you select your latitude longitude, it will tell how many days of clear sun is available in your locality. So that varies. So so Gujarat is having lot of sunny days compared to some of the northwestern states or the northern states. So this kind of app you should come up. You can come up with wind data. We have wind data. So suppose I put a windmill on top of my house how much of power it can generate. So these kind of very creative apps you can come up with. So apps is one of the thing, slowly mobile will replace all other devices. People will stop using computers, everything, everything will come inside a mobile. So if you can take ISRO from the ISRO website and bring it onto the mobile, it will be doing a great service, not just to ISRO, but also to the nation. So that is something you can think of. Instead of thinking of becoming an employee at some firm, you try to become an employer so you not only do work for you but you employ 5 other people so you give them this job and that is that you will be creating jobs also and so many things are still pending in India it is uh, so it is not there at all many things are not there so you can if you start thinking you can come up with lots of solutions using simply by data that ISRO has produced over a few decades now That, that is what you should think of Okay, how you can use ISRO's data and
0: make it reach to the public. Today, earlier, I was uh, at the conference, like the meeting you had with uh, every student and uh, and invited guests. And uh, I heard a thing like when you started, you said uh, scientists are ever youth. Yes, uh, that was uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask. So what exactly do you mean that scientists are ever youth and uh, you know, they are always like a child. That's what you
2: observe. Whenever you, you see a observe a child, if you come across any child, you observe him, he doesn't have any fear first. So even if he says fire, he will try to go near that fire. What it is, that is that that's the curiosity. You give him a toy, more than playing with the toy, he'll like to find out what is inside it. He will break it, break and see what happens, he will push it, he will pull. So the curiosity is always there in the child and boundless energy. This curiosity and energy, these are something which is the characteristics of any child, and that is what you should preserve. So if you preserve it, youth means energy. So you even if you find some young person who is lazy, you always tell him budej sakar. So we identify old age with lethargy and we identify youth with activity. So that is what, curiosity, fearlessness, youths are, they don't have any fear, wherever they want to go, they will go, do, do, these are the characteristics that are required to become a scientist. You should have curiosity and you should have that courage because when you are doing science, many times you come across something which nobody has thought about. The problem is how do I tell it to the world because world will say, kya kuch bhi bakwas hai, And that has happened over the generation. Like the first person who said that the earth is moving around the sun. He was thought as a mad person. So he will be persecuted. His friends will also laugh at him. So you require that courage also. Courage, curiosity, discipline and boundless energy. You should always be passionate about doing this thing. So when you talk of curiosity, when you talk of passion, when you talk of energy, these are all available only in a child. So as you grow up, Slowly you start getting blunt. Everything gets blunted. Your curiosity starts waning. You start, lethargy starts creeping in. Discipline breaks. And so if you, that child characteristics, if you are losing, you cannot do anything great. It's not, there is a difference between being childish and being childlike. Childish means doing something immature. Childlike means being innocent. So if you have that innocence, the curiosity, it comes in the So then you can become. That is why I say to become a scientist, always be
1: like a child.
2: Automatically those characteristics will be there in you and you can go
1: to great heights. Sir, recently this GSAT-1 is going to be launched in March, I guess. uh, The geo-imaging satellite. Yeah, Sat. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. Okay. uh, Sir. So what are the key benefits or goals for that project?
2: GISAT is a remote sensing satellite in the geostationary orbit. So far we are doing imaging of let's say our India. We are doing from 500, 600 kilometers and these satellites are moving very fast. So they, they orbit the earth continuously and they come over India for a period of 15 to 20 minutes. Now, suppose you want to monitor a particular event continuously like suppose there is a cyclone and you want to monitor it in real time or there is a traffic density very high at some accident has happened in your own. you want video of that so this is not continuously available so what we are trying to do is we are putting a remote sensing satellite in the geostationary orbit so you have a very powerful camera which is continuously looking at india so you will develop a video of entire india So, anything that is this will have of course, because it is far away from the earth surface, the image will be coarser compared to the remote sensing satellite, but that is something you can observe continuously. So, suppose you have a field farm field, agricultural field is there, that you can monitor continuously. So, if there is a any like say pesticide you have to spray, so you will instantly know that there is some problem in the crop, now I have to spray the pesticide. So, you are monitoring real-time traffic monitoring that you can do. So, these kind of application where imaging is required 24 cross 7 So, it becomes a sort of a CCTV camera in space. So, you can keep a watch over complete India. And that is why we are planning that satellites.
1: Sir, I would uh, love to hear about your proudest professional moment.
2: Whenever you see you are doing uh, some difficult work, you always get involved. I have done so many projects now. When you there are some problems will come many times when you are doing something new what happens is since it is happening for the first time you will not have guidance from anybody so you have to depend on your own you have to develop the coding you have to develop test everything on your own and when it happens it gives a pure joy so I I have developed many projects some of them were something which uh, even now it is not available commercially like we are doing some real time image processing. So, card based image processing instead of doing it in the CPU of the PC. So, we wanted to bring the image processing onto the card instead of doing it on offline. So, the satellite data will be directly processed and user can get processed data in real time. So, at that time we are using multiple processors onto a very small card because this was supposed to fly in satellite, so weight and all becomes a constraint. So, within one single chip. I was able to design this entire real-time system which was operating at nearly 6 Gbps. It was taking data at 6 Gbps, processing that data and giving out processed output. So it took time, so many problems were coming, how to make it within the time. Time is a constraint that each uh, operation that you are doing on the pixel has to be done within that time with before the next pixel arrives because that that data is coming from satellite. Satellite will be continuously feeding you data. And before the next set of data comes, you have to complete your processing and wait for the data. That was very tough and it took a few months to develop and the card was
1: completely successful.
2: So, that was one of the greatest moments which I
1: enjoyed most. Uh, That's really wonderful, sir. And at last, sir, I would like to ask, uh, what do you expect from the upcoming youth? I want you two things. I already told both.
2: One is I want them to become employers. So it is time that Indian youth stops thinking of jobs and starts thinking of providing jobs. And right now the atmosphere of the country is also like that. So many startups are coming, funding has become very easy now, so many new ideas are there. So you don't have to look for employment somewhere. So if you have an idea, start working on it. So I have come across people who were let's say in their 8th standard, 10th standard and they had very good idea. And when they came to me what career I should pursue, I told them don't do any career. You market this product from now so that by the time you can become an engineer by becoming an engineer, you will have 5 engineers working under you. So that is something you should now think of. Every youth should start thinking of making things in India. So that is something you have to produce in India, you have to make in India and you have to start employing people instead of trying to search for employment elsewhere. This is one thing you have to do. And second is you come up with ideas, new ideas, how things can be improved. Ideas What you look at what is happening now. If you look at manufacturing sector, almost all goods you say they are made in China. But still when you talk of design, they are designed in US. So when something is designed in US and made in China, you take for example an Apple iPhone. Apple iPhone suppose it costs $100 it is made in china china gets seven dollars out of it apple earns ninety three dollars just by sitting in us because the idea belongs to apple and the product is fabricated is in china so now you can think we can keep thinking of make in india it is not just make it is design in india so once you design you get it done anywhere because the design is yours thus you will be selling it at a price the difference between the fabrication price and selling price is the cost of the what you are getting from the design and manufacturing sector if you keep on its difficult to even match what China is doing they are doing it at such a low cost so now you have to decide whether you want to compete at that 7 dollar or 93 dollar so you should come up with products now products which are for Indians instead of waiting for what uh, other people are producing for their climate for their kind of environment for their kind of coaching You should all come up with products which are tailor-made for Indian environment, which Indians can understand and which Indians can use. So you should start thinking about products, so start product designing products. There are very simple ideas, we, I had come across one idea where a very major company was trying to design tractors for India. So what happened was he was copying designs from US and they were trying to market it in India. what happened was they, these Indians they copied the design and they thought we will export this. The problem was Indians and foreign people they have the difference in the way they sit. We all our farmers they sit cross legged. So, what happens they need gear close to them because their legs are folded. So, if you look at American system the gear is far away because they are not able to sit with their legs crossed. they have to spread their legs. So when you are designing, let's say, a automobile for US, you need more boot space. When you are designing it for India, you need less boot space. So this fellow had less boot space and he was not able to market it. So how should you market it in European countries? All he had to change was the amount of boot space. So these kind of ideas, then he was able to globally market his tractor. So you have to think this kind of India. How, what happens is whenever even in industry, what is happening is, suppose somebody has designed a product. And you ask him, Rajkot may suppose there is a small scale industry which is doing some model. And you ask him where all you want to market. So he will say, Amdavad mein jana hai, Morbi mein jana hai, Orbandar jana hai, Baroda jana hai. That is what he said. You ask a Chinese, Chinese comes up and says, "Ye fabricate karke dena hai. And you ask him, pen banana hai merko, and I want to market it. And you tell him, kitne market karna hai. The Chinese person will say, I want to market it in 185 countries. This is the difference between China and an Indian Thinking of an Indian vendor. Indian vendor is not able to think behind, beyond his state. China thinks globally. That is why China is able to market their product. Any, you may not even have heard of the name of the country. You will find the product of China. Whereas India, we, we don't even want to go and work in Pune. I come across so many computer engineers who say, I will a job in pune I to So this is something you have to stop now. So, you should be able to come out of these boundaries. So, whenever you are coming up with a product, you should think of marketing it globally. Whenever you want to, you are in search for something, you should not search it in the same locality. You should be able to globally do it. So, this is something you have to do. Think global. Think of producing on your own. Think of becoming an employer instead
0: of becoming an employee. So, that is what I will tell all the youth of the country. Before we end anything, I would like to ask, like, Where can we find information about the upcoming events of ISRO and details about the ongoing projects other than the uh, ISRO website? There are
2: two websites, ISRO and Wikipedia will always have data. If it's a remote sensing payload, then there is a website called as EO portal. All information will be there on the EO portal. ISRO will always have information. The only difference will be ISRO does not give information before launch. So, very few information is available before launch. Post launch, you will get all the information. Before launch, you have to go for, go to Wikipedia. So, like for example, Gaganyan is not yet launched. So, if you try to find Gaganyan or Isra website, you will find very less information. But if you go to Wikipedia, you will find most of the information. So, best source is Wikipedia for any space any information. Yes,
0: sir. On behalf of our AVPTS team, I would like to thank you for joining us, uh, having a, you know interview with us and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you.